Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Julie and I have an exciting podcast for you guys today. We have three um, pretty cool news stories that are directly relevant to your real estate businesses, and uh, we're going to be giving you the drill down on why it's important to you and then how to explain to your customers why this information is important to them. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. And it is interesting news. We also are updating where you can find this information, so we'll talk about it and then we'll talk about how they can access it as well. Uh, shall we just jump in? Well, so always, guys, the podcast is broken into three parts. And you know, generally speaking, we talk to you about tales from the uh, real estate front lines, real estate coaching front lines, and then the rest of the show is uh, usually spent on doing some form of training, education, motivation. Our ultimate goal is obviously to have every one of you guys leaving the podcast, being totally focused on getting into action. We're trying not to give you too much stuff to think about. We're trying to give you the impetus to get into action because ultimately action is the ultimate uh, precursor for any levels of success that you're going to have in life. So as we're going through these points, I want you to just not, don't just, you know, haze over and think in terms of, well, that's nice information. Think in terms of how it's relevant to you and how it's going to be relevant to your real estate buyers and sellers. Actually, I have, uh, I'm going to read the headline and a little blurb about it, and then I have uh, three specific places uh, to look for how you will actually be affected by it. So here's the big headline, FHFA and FHA extend foreclosure, REO, eviction moratoriums. So uh, the FHA and HUD announced that the third extension of its foreclosure and eviction moratorium will now go through December 31st, as you and I predicted not so long ago. Yes, yes. It's going to go into next year, too, guaranteed. I think so, too, but I think that would have been too dramatic for them to roll out all at once. But it is, for sure. But I'm sure. Uh, For homeowners with FHA-insured single-family mortgages covered under the Coronavirus and Economic Security Act, which is also called the CARES Act. According to the statement, here's what this means. The extension provides an additional four months of housing security to homeowners as they will not fear losing their homes as they work to recover financially from the adverse impacts of the pandemic. With the third extension, FHA now has provided more than nine months of foreclosure and eviction relief to FHA-insured homeowners. So I looked this up to you know get all of the skinny. Some of this is posted on the HUD website, and then there is also a way to look up you know, are, does your loan fall into this? Right. So just remember, guys, the survival, uh, text the word survival to 31996 and you're going to become a member of our free coaching program. And we started the free coaching program at the start of the pandemic. And one of the uh, elements in the free coaching program is called the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. And the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide, you're going to find all this information. So what we're strongly encouraging all of you to do is seriously consider putting your own mortgage in forbearance in preparation for what might be a lot of uncertainty going into next year. And this will give you an opportunity to build up some savings and have more of a cash cushion. I know that's counterintuitive. Uh, but really, in these uncertain times, guys, when someone gives you an opportunity to basically save some money, you should seriously consider doing it. Now, keep in mind, um, there's a lot of misinformation out there about the forbearances. A lot of people thought, well, there's a balloon payment at the end. 
you know, you go four month for, forbearance or 12 month forbearance and you have some sort of big uh, catch up payment. That's not true. Um, people said, well, it gets reported on credit as an adverse thing. That's not true. So you really have to do this if you're, I mean, frankly, 99% of you guys, this is a smart move because it gives you some financial breathing room. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, you, you, you know, you want to get the actual skinny on that. That's why we created that text survival to 31996, because it gives you the full CARES Act, which is quite an extensive uh, thing to read. But if you scan down to the bottom, all that good housing stuff is in there because there are still servicers and lenders that when you call and say, I need to go into forbearance because of COVID, because they haven't been trained on any of this. Some of the people who answer the phone will say, nope, that's not what you do. You know, you're not, you don't qualify for that. And they're actually getting a lot of misinformation still to this day. Right. So we give you the actual skinny, including the CARES Act, uh, what all of your options are, including loan modification and all the other different things that we teach. Okay. But the information, again, is all there. And yeah. like the big lenders that most of you guys use that are servicing your loans, they're not going to give you any pushback or really much pushback. So definitely, they definitely shouldn't. take advantage yeah. of all that. And if you have rental properties with mortgages on them, you want to put your, uh, prop your rental properties in forbearance. And then that will basically hedge against the probability that the eviction moratoriums are going to yes. come back. And that, because what's going to happen if you have a mortgage payment on your rental property and there's an eviction moratorium that you can't evict a tenant that's not paying rent and they stop paying the, the yep. rent, you can't make the mortgage payment. Well, then you've got a whole compounding, cascading series of problems. So put all your mortgages in forbearance because if there's an if there's a rent eviction, I'm getting at least confused, right? If there's an eviction moratorium and your tenants know about it, they're going to say, well, if I don't have to pay rent and my landlord can't throw me out, right. I'm probably just not going to make my payment and I'm going to save the money, right? Yeah, because there's nothing you can do about it legally. Yeah. And you guys remember back a few months the uh, in major cities, not you know for the most part, but in major cities, the tenants were actually sort of almost unionizing and realizing that there's yeah. a good chance their landlords weren't making their payments. So why should they? So this is the kind of insanity that happens, that ensues when there's a lot of government intervention. But the flip side to it is it's not our place, at, as in Julie and I's place or any of your places, to really you know, criticize policy. Because at the end of the day, this really, if housing were to be allowed to go through a natural correction process, what we'd be experiencing now would be an enormous oh, mess. It'd be horrible. Yeah, it would be. It'd be worse, actually, than the right. recession. And even though Julie and I definitely lean towards more, I think, prudent fiscal policy with regards to yeah. the government and money and intervention and whatnot, I have to say from a human perspective, the number of people that would be out on the streets and the number of families that would be, you know, when you when you lose your house and you're a little kid and you go through that whole emotional experience, it can destroy families, it can destroy communities. So, yeah, if there's a time for this government intervention, thing. this is a good time. Yeah. yeah. And good segue, by the way, because my I wrote down three specific uh, segments that if all of you guys are affected by. You should be tuned into this. So the first one was property management, right? So you have your own property management, stuff that you own that you should be putting into forbearance uh, for the points that Tim just made, as well as your people in your database who own properties, okay? And some of you guys manage this anyway. So you need to be making those calls and informing all those. I'm thinking about particularly all the vacations, second home, third home markets that have not been able to have the rental income because of COVID. And they're thinking, what am I gonna do with that property? So your impetus to the call could be informing them that this happened and you know maybe you can send them an email with all the details on it. You're providing something of value. 
And then you can ask them what their intention is ultimately with the house. So right. you're providing value, but yes, you're also prospecting, you know, to find out who's going to actually sell. Well, you, you're bringing up an interesting point. I know you're not going to talk about enhanced unemployment benefits, which are going to probably come in yet another, as we predicted, never ending mm-hmm. stream of government bailouts. Um, but what you can do if you have tenants, if you should call your tenants and you should tell them that if they lose their jobs, we had a couple of our tenants that basically rang the, I can't pay my rent bell back in March. Yep. And we told them about how to go about getting the, inva- uh, the enhanced unemployment. It wasn't just the state unemployment because we have properties in what? Right. A whole bunch of different states. Mm-hmm. But we told them also how to go about applying for unemployment. And by the way, you guys can have all this information. It's available on the free coaching uh, site. All you got to do is just text the word survival to 31996 and then download the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide and then share that information with everyone. Because if you have other, you know, if you have customers who are property managers or landlords or whatnot, they're going to need this information just as much as you are. If you're starting your own podcast, if you're doing any kinds of, you know, syndication of content, this is killer information everyone's going to want to hear. Yes, indeed. So point number two, or segment number two, is your uh, sellers, right? So this has been coming out in the Premier Coaching, actually, is people who have listings and they're not selling right away because it's not a super hot seller's market everywhere. And, you know, they're talking to their sellers and and a lot of them are saying, well, you know, I really don't have to do anything until fill in your blank with the date, the end of the year. Some of them have even heard until March. So this affects agents and their mindset because they're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to price it right. They're trying to help the seller find their motivation. But, you know, it's hard to motivate somebody who isn't motivated when they have breathing room, when they have time. Think of the money that they're going to save. Right. So I think that part of the effect of this, although I think by and large, it's a good thing that we don't have, you know, a huge foreclosure Definitely. train heading for the tracks. I did send you, you know. an interesting article. I thought maybe you could share it on Premiere, but I'll share it with mm-hmm. all of our listeners, too. There's actually a new addendum that basically at closing, and don't be surprised when you guys see this, where the lenders are going to make your borrowers sign something stating that they're not going to request a mortgage forbearance yes, <laughs> on their new... Your intent to pay or something like right, that. Right. Uh, yeah. On their newly initiated mortgage yeah. until after the loan has been sold to the government. Isn't <laughs> I thought that, that was amazing. So the servicers yeah. basically are making you sign a statement saying you're not going to not make your payment, i.e. create you know lack of cash flow for them. But they're more than happy, and you can do whatever the heck you want to as soon as it's government insured. That's yes, what they said. That's that, what that's the addendum is. Crazy but, times, but right? Just think, but think about yeah. this, though. Really, what's going on on a macro level? Once there's all these backstops and all these essentially, I don't even know what to call them, unnatural things that are in the marketplace that are making it so that you can get a mortgage right now and at the same time after like two or three months passed, you could stop making the payment for a year. Well, there's even a, a twist to that. People who are freaked out about buying and selling at the same time, think about how you can use it there. You buy, then if your old house doesn't sell right away, you just put that into forbearance after you've already got your new house. I'm already seeing that happen. And you can rent it out. Well, it's a version of the old buy and bail. That's exactly right, except that you don't have the credit hit. Yeah, back in the back in the crash, guys, there was the buy and bail where people would basically Mm -hmm. go and uh, oh, I found a new house to buy, Mr. Lender. It's gonna be my new principal residence. Oh, what were you doing with the old one? Oh, we're going to rent it out. And then you move into the new one. And then, you know, magically that tenant turns into be, you know, a non-payer. And then you let the old house go into foreclosure. Well, you've got a new mortgage and you're generally speaking, you're right as rain after seven years post foreclosure. So you're going to, and you don't need to, you know, apply for another mortgage because well, you've strategy. got, you're in your new house. And so we're seeing, again, this is what consumers, this is what folks do. They're not stupid. You give them right. a, you give them a program. They're going to find out ways to take advantage of it. 
Yeah. So you need to know about that and not be surprised when you hear from your own clients and prospects what that plan is. And, you know, maybe that's a solution for them. Everybody's different. So the third part is in your actual lead follow-up, you probably are going to need more leads than you think because of these programs, right? So you're going to have to pursue more people considering that now this pressure is off of them. Um, And again, I think this is a good thing because people have breathing room unlike before. I see people selling, you know, or having a, a, uh, you know, potential sale date, fourth quarter, first quarter. There's a lot of like, I'm going to wait. So this is going to add to the holiday objections. But what this really is doing ultimately, Mm -hmm. so there's two sides to it, right, Mm -hmm. from a real estate perspective. Number one, it's making it so people who probably are financially screwed right now because of, you know, fault, no faults of their own, all the small business owners, all the people that are worried about losing jobs, all there's literally, you know, millions and millions of people around the country who are going to fall into or would have fallen into some real financial despair or might you know basically be in it now they're going to be staying in their houses those houses yes. normally would have been coming for sale those houses normally would have been coming for sale and mm-hmm. your buyers would have normally been buying them but now we're into this cycle of as it was called back in 07 extend and pretend kicking right the can yeah kicking the can down the road if you want a simplest a simpler version of it but that's what's going to happen and there is no end to it so if you guys are thinking well this will you know it'll round the bend and the foreclosure train will start leaving the station sometime mid next year it ain't gonna happen it'll never happen yeah. This is this is this is the ultimate solution as you're going to see no matter who wins the election to solving any kind of housing crisis mm-hmm. because the government has basically taken over housing. It used to be, for example, and let's pivot and talk about interest rates because that was an interesting sure. article too. Mm-hmm. It used to be that your mortgage interest rates, for the most part, were tied to LIBOR, London Interbank. I don't remember what O and R stand for, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't. It isn't controlled that way anymore. So now the Fed basically is controlling mortgage interest rates, and that means that the Fed can make interest rates and mortgage interest rates unbelievably low, and that's exactly what they're doing. So there was a very important article that came out, and we did email. Uh, I texted that article to Peter shift by the way this one Mm -hmm. okay well the the, but the title's hilarious though the fed chair sets stage for longer periods of lower rates and then in the byline it says jerome powell said the central bank would focus its efforts on maintaining a strong labor market while tolerating higher inflation now i want you guys to listen to those last three words tolerating higher inflation what the hell does that mean, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so I'm going to tell you what that means. Mm-hmm. Inflation is something that, well, I mean, we talk about it often on our podcast because there's Especially two- Especially on the Sunday show, you hear more about that. Yeah. Right. There's two ways that the housing market and it you know can go right now, or the economy on a whole. We can have a massive amount of deflation. So remember back in 07, 08, when prices fell by 30, 40, 50% in some markets, that's deflation. Or you can have just the opposite of inflation, where despite the unemployment, despite all the, you know, headwinds in the economy, house prices, not just house prices, but anything that has essentially value can go up in cost dramatically by six, seven percent. And here's where, you know, so yes, that means real estate will, and this is what Jerome Powell's sort of saying, real estate will increase in cost. Your everything will increase in cost, including uh, consumables like food. And that's where it creates problems for normal people, frankly, because their incomes can't keep up with the inflated cost of the things that they need to pay their bills. But here's the other counterpunch to that. I'm going to give you the good and the bad, right? As prices or values increase because of inflation, you're going to see property tax rolls. Prop- cities are going to make a hell of a lot more money on property taxes. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? You decide. We're not political on this podcast. 
Um, but that means that people who, if their incomes don't uh, keep up with the inflation, they're not going to be able to afford their houses. They're not going to be able to afford their new property tax bills. Trust me when I tell you guys, this is what's going to be happening next year. Combining the normal inflation that the, you know, well, I'd say abnormal inflation that we're most likely going to start experiencing, you're also going to see cities and states, which are going to start raising taxes as we talk about on our Sunday podcast to compensate for the losses that they had from the COVID, uh, you know, economic, you know, pandemic economic crisis, whatever glorified words you want to see. So now here's the good side. As a real estate practitioner, you are smart to be in real estate. You are smart to have a real estate license because unlike most people, you know, think about all the people whose income is not pegged to inflation. So if inflation is six or seven or 10% or whatever, or even 4%, how many people do you know who have jobs that will pay them an automatic raise every year to keep up with inflation? It, nobody anymore. Though, by the way, that used to be the way a lot of uh, union contracts worked. It doesn't work that way anymore. But yours is real estate agents. Yours is globally, all of you listening all over the planet you're probably going to be experiencing similar, if not more, inflation in the United States. And as real estate increases in cost, you're going to get a raise, which means your income's going to keep up within the inflation rate. That's something that's exceptional and it's unique to us in this industry. Virtually everybody else is going to be having to, yes, the prices of things will increase, but so will the cost of producing those things. For example, if you make milk for a living, the cost to produce the milk is going to increase because there's going to be an, you're going to have to you know feed your cows and you know pay all the things that you have to pay to run your 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 dairy and all of those things are going to be inflating in cost as well which means you have to inflate the cost of your milk not true in real estate your fixed cost especially if you're smart and you're with EXP Realty will not increase and if you're smart they'll actually decrease all the while your average commission could increase Yes, and that's a unique situation that you need to be extremely grateful for. So uh, you were talking about the cost of goods and things going up. Uh, One of our great coaching clients, Sarah Gibson in Paducah, Kentucky, was telling me uh, that she's closely watching what happens with new construction because her builders have told her that the cost of lumber is like going up by double already and that they're gobbling it up and warehousing lumber so they can continue their building process. But, you know, her question is, is that going to have some builders stop building because they can't afford the cost? Is it going to jack the prices of the existing inventory? Something she's watching closely because in her market, she also needs a lot of inventory and that's her go-to source. I'll give you her answer. No, yeah. there's going to be more builders getting into the business because there's going to be more demand. They're just going to pass the cost yeah. on to the consumer. That's what I thought too. They just that, probably raised right. the price. That's what they're going to do. Inflation, in essence, guys, is a hidden tax. That's really the best way to think about it. It's basically a tax. And when the government is printing trillions and trillions of dollars with no end in sight. Matter of fact, the New York Times article, Jerome Powell said, we're going to keep interest rates low, like in ridiculously 3% or less low for at least five years. I mean, that's amazing. And again, the ramifications of this long term are not going to be good, but short term, you guys need to be, you know, financially prudent, but at the same time, start being uh, opportunistic because in your own businesses, you're going to see the market start to shift. You're going to see primarily the shifts happening amongst the agents who are doing the transactions. And the agents who are stuck to their old ways of you know, doing business, their old ways of thinking about how to do business, they're not going to be the ones that are going to be relevant in 24 months, let alone five years from now. So these are all things that you guys are going to be reading in headlines. They're going to be people are going to start talking about. They might even become political hot buttons for the rest of the year. Uh, but at the end of the day, you have a clear path forward. And so far, 
miraculously, I have to say, Julie and I's looking glass as far as what's going to happen in the future has been pretty damn spot on. So go, Julie. Yeah, thank you. Did you want to talk about this? Um, the open house thing. Oh, yeah, I'll end that. Actually, Julie, why don't you round the bend and talk about that? Okay, and I, I'm sorry that I don't know the exact name of uh, – this is from a coaching claim in South Florida because the number is 407. This was texted to me. And this is an incredible picture of an open house with droves of people. I mean, yes, I mean, yes how many they're, hundred probably? Yeah, this is uh, – no, not all of you guys can do open houses, so make sure that you know what your rules are. Now, state of California, you're not allowed to do it yet. But this is probably hundreds of people standing outside of a, you know, pretty normal-looking house for an open house. And I've had lots of coaching clients uh, report where you're able to do it. They're absolutely slammed. So if they're not doing open houses right now and picking off leads, listing leads and buyer leads, how many of the people in that line live in that neighborhood, right? Actually, you know, I'll tell you what it's I was incredible. thinking when I saw that picture. And yeah. Julie's off to Premier Coaching. Yes. So those of you guys who are in Premier Coaching, which should be all of you, right. um, you know, make sure you attend the coaching session live. So Julie... Thank you for being on the podcast. Yep, yep, I love you. Have a good you, uh, PC. Thank so, you. guys, bring all your tough questions to the PC call. Um, and it's a daily semi-private coaching session starting in September. For those of you guys who are in the um, you know Premier Coaching and not just the free version of it, we're also going to be enhancing that so that we're going to be after the normal Premier uh, Coaching session, we're then going to be doing something live on um, you know Facebook most likely just for our uh, paying members. So just keep that in mind. We're going to be enhancing the services because we know that the market is going to start changing quicker. You know, so it's interesting emotionally, like how do you deal with all these headwinds or these different things that are happening in housing? Overall, guys, again, I'm sorry for saying this because it sounds like we're being just overly gratuitous towards ourselves mostly, but our predictions about what was going to happen are playing out exactly as we expected them to happen. Matter of fact, um, we were suggesting that essentially there'll be never-ending extensions to things like PPP and the forbearances and all these other things, and we were right. And by never-ending, guys, I mean, I don't think it's ever going to end. Like, it's going to become a permanent part, a permanent fixture um, of how housing works, that you're going to be, if you have fall on hard times, um, even on an individual basis, uh, you're going to be able to ask for a forbearance. And, you know, that's going to be factored into the cost of obtaining a mortgage. You're going to hear about, you know, FHA mortgage insurance premiums are going to go up and all this other stuff. So it's not going to be free. There is no free. But this is a new thing that you're going to see become normalized in housing. Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? As practitioners, as real estate professionals, it's, it's, it's neither, is it? I mean, you do, this does create a scarcity of problem with regards to available homes for sale, but the flip side to it is people are staying in their homes. And I think overall, you know, I think it's good. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. But as we move forward, as we're seeing more clarity from uh, the government as to what level of intervention they're going to have on housing. And again, there will be a cost to pay. There is, this inflation thing, guys, that, and which, by the way, we for the longest period, not just us, but everyone else, were trying to figure out whether there's going to be deflation or inflation. Deflation, again, just to remind you, was how it happened in 07, 08. And I know thousands of you guys were you know, sitting on the sidelines waiting for prices to fall. I don't really think prices are going to fall precipitously. There will be some pricing, uh, some house values that fall, but for the most part, houses seem to be holding their value because there's nothing that's going to force even a distressed seller to leave the house because of all these government programs and because we have a huge amount of real demand. You know, you guys get it? So there does not appear to be any indication that there's going to be a precipitous drop 
in um, home values, which means there's not going to be a huge increase in the number of foreclosures. Again, there'll be exceptions, but for the most part, that's a good thing because there's one thing you don't want in the housing market is uncertainty. If the biggest fear that all of you guys, uh, maybe many of you truthfully had never lived through is back in 07, 08, where buyers fear of catching a falling knife. You've heard that term before. In other words, they were fearful of buying and then having the house be worth you know, less at a month, let alone a year. And so they just stay renting. Well, that fear is still present, but obviously given the uh, buyer demand right now, not so much. And that's good because that's going to keep demand high and that's going to keep, you know, prices maybe artificially high and you're going to be meandering into this period of inflation. Inflation is a new thing for all of us. The last time there was noticeable inflation um, in the United States was during Jimmy Carter's uh, presidency. And that was, you know, long enough ago that I don't really remember because I was, you know, single digits and many of you guys weren't even born yet or your single digits as well. But the reality of it is, it is as we enter into this thing that the, the uh, inflation is going to affect virtually everything. All costs on all things are going to increase. Commodities, food, water, anything that basically you write that you, you know, pay money for, write a check for, give a credit card for is going to increase in cost because the cost to, to produce that product or that service will have inflated as well. And that cost always gets passed on to the consumer, which is the bottom line. That's the reason that a lot of economists call inflation a hidden tax. Um, and again, you guys are in a blessed position because your income will increase if not surpass the inflation rate. Be happy about that. Okay. Celebrate that. And here's the other thing that's interesting from a consumer perspective, someone that's not you know, reliant on buying and selling real estate to pay their bills. If you have a long-term interest rate of say, you know, two and a half or even three and a half percent, anything really less than probably three and a half percent, that house, that mortgage in essence is going to be basically free if your inflation rate on said property is more than what you're paying in interest. And that's going to happen, it would seem. We did not know whether that would happen back when we started talking about the inflation versus deflation debate, but now we're fairly confident. So if you're working with buyers and or even a, you know, a seller that's hesitant to sell the house because you know all the normal things, fearful of finding a place that they want, all the rest of it, it remind them and show them evidence that there's very likely going to be some real noticeable inflation entering into real estate and they should lock in a long-term interest rate as fast as they can because they will end up homeowners with mortgages are the ones that are going to win the most because they're going to be living for free guys economically it's a weird bizarro parallel universe type thing we're all going to be experiencing but guess what make the most of it <laughs> you know just do whatever it takes to be of service to your your customers and really be financially prepared for the opportunities that are going to arise because of this you're going to see all kinds of new hybrid forms of construction. I have um, actually a coach, a longtime friend and coaching client, um, and are, they're also part of our EXP group. And they have, uh, they're working with a major investor who I think has $600 million. And get this, listeners, they have already created, and it's already in, in production, a housing product that looks amazing. They're basically prefab modern houses. And they're delivered on, just like you think, and they're delivered on trucks, they're assembled, they can put, they can build a house, uh, including foundation and plumbing, electric, the whole thing, in something like less than 45 days, 60 days. And the house floor plans are incredible. They can build these, um, and they're designing these things so they can be off the grid, generators, solar panels, 
their own water supply. You guys get the whole point. That means what you're going to start seeing. This is just a tiny little drop in the uh, in the potential new construction type opportunities. You're going to see parts of um, you know land that people previously did not want to live on because it was quote unquote too isolated. They had to drive too far to get to work, or the housing, or the construction itself would cost too much because you know it's basically you have to hire builders and whatnot. You guys get my point now because you have remote work as a normal thing because you have this new 5G thing with Elon Musk satellites that are going to be uh, you know encompassing the Earth. You're going to see a massive shift in real estate, where people are going to live, how they're going to live. Um, you know, people are going to feel more free than they ever have before. That's what's going to come from all this. Ultimately, this immediate, urgent revolution that's happening, you know, in the economy and our lifestyles is going to be something that's going to change the face of planet Earth in a literal sense. And I think in a good way, too. So if you guys want to talk with me about anything with regards to real estate opportunities as they arise into the new year, you can always text me directly at 512-758-0206. We're always looking for uh, feedback. We're always looking for suggestions for the podcast. You guys are continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the world. We always do our best to educate you, motivate you. But the last piece of that is up to you. It's called getting into action. So we've given you what we feel are some very uh, you know, optimistic, maybe even motivational points uh, that should carry you guys into next year with a lot of energy and enthusiasm. Do something with this information, right? Share it with as many people as you can. You need to get your head around the fact that yes, even though we're coming into fourth quarter and a lot of people like to you know, emotionally and then unfortunately then financially kick their feet up on their desk, that's the last thing you should be doing now because you need to be already in the mode of spring listings and building your business for next year. That's what the coaching is all about, guys. So if you want to get into the free coaching program, just text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. Text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. And as always, if any of you guys want to talk about joining Julie and I's EXP group, our family at EXP, please feel free to uh, text me directly again at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.